Please turn in, turn with me, please, in your Bibles this morning to Deuteronomy, the Old Testament book of Deuteronomy, chapter 33. I'd like to read verses 26 through 29 for our text this morning. Would you please stand with me? There is none like unto the God of Jeshurun, who rideth upon the heaven in thy help, and in his excellency on the sky. The eternal God is thy refuge, and underneath are the everlasting arms, and he shall thrust out the enemy from before thee, and shall say, Destroy them. Israel then shall dwell in safety alone. The fountain of Jacob shall be upon a land of corn and wine. Also his heavens shall drop down dew. Happy art thou, O Israel, who is like unto thee, O people saved by the Lord, the shield of thy help, and who is the sword of thy excellency? And thine enemies shall be found liars unto thee, and thou shalt tread upon their high places. Thank you very much. Please be seated. The title of what I want to try to say this morning is Happiness Happens. Now happiness is a feeling. It is. And, and we know that we're not saved by our feelings. We can't use our feelings to, to guide our lives even. Whereas happiness is a good feeling. It's a lot different than having those butterflies in your stomach all the time. You ever had those kind of feelings? I have too. Uh, but happiness is a good emotion that, that only God can provide, okay? And, and, and what happens is it happens because of something God has done and caused to happen to us. It's called his grace in our life, okay? The problem is the devil tries to sneak around and deceive us and make us think that something else makes us happy. And the problem we have is we're not, uh, we're not happy because we think that happiness is found in other things. Probably most of us here today, if, if you think about it and you, you really appreciate where you are, who you are now and what you have now, probably years ago or a time ago in your life, you would have been the happiest person you could be if you could have what you have right now. You see, happiness is it's not what you have, it's, it's enjoying what you do have. That's what happiness is. My, uh, my grandchildren, a couple of them, the other day were there at the house, and uh, I wasn't there, but I was told they went down by the pond and they, they found a pine cone and put leaves in it and made a sailboat, and they were happy. I know from uh, uh, experience, and I might have said this before, uh, in my life uh, growing up, uh, before I was a preaching, uh, my daughters and Penny, uh, when they were really good, young and went to Atlanta on a vacation and went to different places, spent about a week up there at Six Flags and, uh, I don't know, the zoo and Stone Mountain and whatever you could do, 
And uh, I remember it's pretty expensive. But I remember coming back home asking the girls, trying to break the monotonous around Soperton on I-16, what uh, was the most fun they had. I was trying to imply, what made you the happiest on our trip? And they said without hesitation, jumping on the motel bed. I never, I never forgot that. It's amazing what, what really makes us happy in life. Now, now, here is a place in Scripture where it's a part of Moses' song. These people, the Israelites. Now, what I want us to see, if we go in Galatians, we find that, that national Israel, Israel, we know is God's chosen people. Uh, they had just come out of bondage. They had been in captivity uh, for 490 years, God has delivered them, and they've, they, they're about to go into the promised land. And Moses can't go. But, but he loves his people so much, he wants them to be happy. Now, there's not a parent or a grandparent in this room or listening to this message that doesn't want your loved ones to be happy, is there? They're not. And if, if that's true, and it is, then you better tell them about God. Because God is the only one that can really make a person happy. There is no happy hour. There is no happy hour. In this world, we can go from happy hour to happy hour just to try to cover up the hurt. From relationship to relationship, just to find something that you're longing for. It is true. We are in pursuit of happiness. And we ought to be, because God has called us to be happy. He's even commanded us to be happy. A Christian that is not happy is practicing atheism. Did you hear me? Atheism. How in the world could a people, and what I was going to say about Galatians, makes it clear that we, as God's people, are spiritual Israel, okay? So now, I wanted to bring this message out of this because I want you to see with me, Moses can't go because of a sin he committed, but he wants them to be happy. He loves them so much. And so he knows how important it is, but he also knows the challenges that they're going to face in the promised land. You see, God didn't take all the giants and the problems out of the promised land. He left them there in the enemy nations. Why did he do that? To prove that they love God. Why does God leave problems in your life if he wants us to be happy then? Because don't you think that sometimes is the drain plug that's pulled out of our lives uh, to make us unhappy? That's exactly wrong. God wants us to understand that by the trials and tribulations and the setbacks and failures we face, that he is number one, that he is the focus of our lives, that he is the one that can provide our happiness. If you and I believe that something can make us happy, that somebody can make us happy, that some place can make us happy, that some status can make us happy, we're going to find that we're going to be disappointed. Many of us have found that. But oh my goodness, when we really settle down and understand the reality of our Christian faith 
that we are a people that God has saved, that we are a people that God has changed their destination from hell to heaven, that God has forgiven us of our sins. I'm going to tell you, the things that God has done for us should make us happy. And if we're not happy, we need to really search our souls and ask God to return us to our first love because you may just have too many irons in the fire. Let God burn in your heart first and foremost if you want to be happy, if you want to testify of God because that is probably the greatest witness that we have as believers because what it's saying to this unbelieving world is listen, my God reigns. My God is in charge. Even though your heart may break him, you watch him. When you glorify God and you put that aspiration to point in your life, and that is your goal, then you will find happiness. But now listen, if you say, well, I just want this marriage to be happy. I just want my children to be happy. I just want to be happy at whatever I do. And what's going to happen? You won't be happy. But if you say, I want my marriage to glorify God. I want my children to honor God in their lives. I want the church I worship to glorify God. You're going to be happy. You're going to be happy in your marriage, in your singleness, in your church, in your family. Most of us, if we're honest, would probably say we're not as happy as we ought to be. I know I'm not. I just, I tell you, sometimes I, I see people like you that suffer, and I have a few problems too. And It's amazing what, what things we complain about. You know, it really is, and it ought not to be. You know, I've always been amazed at this church, and one of them sitting here now, uh, how God has blessed me as a pastor to be around folks like you all. People that are, that are happy for the most part and yet have faced trials. I know that's in every church. But he can't be here now. But I tell you, one of the testimonies of happiness is Ed Bullino, faithful deacon of this church who hadn't been able to walk since he was about 21 years old. He and Seal were sitting right there every Sunday. Every Sunday. David Jacobs, he and Ed are on the back row. Man, we all love and appreciate, a couple we love and appreciate, who can't see naturally with his eyes. David's vision went out since I came to this church. But I tell you what, I wish I could see God as clear as David Jacobs. I'm going to tell you, that's a happy man when you see Jesus. So we see here what happens in this situation with Moses. Moses is bringing the people to understand, listen, you're going to have some problems. And my point today is that we begin this new year, we need to be realized that we're going to have some challenges to face. We're going to have to go to some funerals this year we didn't really plan to go to. We're going to have to deal with decisions that we're going to have to make that we don't want to make. But we've got to do it, and we've got to do it with vigor and Christian faith and God's way of showing us that we're not going to be broken because of this broken world. Hey, this scripture says your enemies 
will be turned out to be liars. Satan will do everything he can to deceive us. He did it to Adam and Eve, and therefore all the unhappiness of this broken world. Now there's a difference, hey, there's a difference between the, the happiness of the wicked and the happiness of the righteous. I'm going to talk about that tonight, actually. And I'm not going to try to labor there this morning. But it's a big difference. Uh, godly sorrow and worldly sorrow is a big difference. But for the most part, in the moments we have here, let me say three things about happiness happens. Number one is, happiness happens when your focus is God. In other words, you have to focus on God. I don't know a lot about cameras, but I do know enough that every now and then somebody asks me to take a picture of them or I'll be in the woods and take a picture of a tree or a, a red-tailed hawk on a stump or something and I'll get my phone out and, and I'll, you know, you got to focus that deal. And yours may have, maybe they're different. I, again, I don't know all the mechanics, but it's got a little square in there, hasn't it? Some kind of little deal, some kind of little red mark. And you got to put that in the center of what you're going to, take a picture of. Because if you don't, you won't get it all. You take a picture out of focus of a family and you won't cut some heads off or some legs off. You got to make sure that your focus is right. And you got to understand what Israel is doing here, what Moses is saying. He says, Dutton, there is none like the God of Jeshurun. Now, Jeshurun was just an endearment term for Israel. That's what that means. Hey, you got to know that you are a people too that God loves. God's portion is his people, the Bible says. If the cross of Calvary doesn't prove God loves us, I don't know what will. God loves us. And furthermore, God has saved us. Are you happy yet? You hear me? Happiness happens when you focus on God. Turn with me to uh, Psalms 28, please. And... Um, I want you to look at something with me. Psalm Division 20, 128. Did I say 28? I meant 128 if I did. Psalm 128. It says there in verse 1, blessed, now that word means happy. Okay. Blessed is everyone or happy is everyone that feareth the Lord. Now, Nobody in their natural mind would think that fear can bring you happiness. But that's exactly where happiness will be found. Now this fear is a combination of reverential fear for God, respect for God, and trusting God. Now I don't have to tell you we're living in a world that that is getting pretty doggone rare. And that is why... We live in such an unhappy world. People were far happier a hundred years ago than they are now, but we have so much more than we've ever had before. Now you go figure. Where does that come from? It comes because our picture of life, we're not out in the focus. We want everything else, you see. And when God is our focus, we won't want everything else. What we want is God. And God says, when you seek me and my righteousness, I will add all these things to you, including happiness, okay? 
So the first thing we need to think about and ask God to help is where is your focus? Is your focus on God or is your focus on your problem? Okay? It makes a difference. See, you let God make your bed and you can sleep in it. You know, I remember uh, when I first came to this church, there was a dear lady. Uh, she was got sick pretty soon after I came and she was in the nursing home. I don't know why she came to my mind. I was studying this the other day. Her name was Velma Kemp, and she was a lady that was over at Brown's nursing home, and I went over to visit her. And I never will forget the pleasantness of that woman. And she remembered, and I still remember her words. She says, Brother Randy, this bed is so soft. This is the best bed I've ever had. I mean, laying right there in the nursing home. Now, where does that come from? I mean, that comes from a woman that says, look, I'm not going to worry about my problems. I'm going to focus on God because nothing is too hard for God. He can make a thorn bloom. You hear me? That's the kind of God. This is the God of Jeshurun. He can do anything. He can even make us happy. <laughs> yeah. So, so I want you to think about that. Focus, God. Secondly, uh, it, happiness happens when we are in the field of faith. Uh, look at that still in Psalm 128, second part of that verse 1. It says, happy again in, is everyone that feareth the Lord that walketh in his ways. See, See, here's the deal. God is to be our center, but he's also to be our circumference. They are boundaries in our lives that we must adhere to if we're going to be happy. See, that happiness is not just living any old way and doing your own thing. No, no. Happiness is having a boundary. Uh, we saw from, uh, from Deuteronomy 33 where where. Moses is proclaiming that, that this God of Jeshurun is a God that protects as a shield. And so God has a, a fence around us, a wild wall of fire. God is protecting us, and how many times it should make us happy to know what God has not allowed in our lives. I think we take that for granted. We need to understand sometimes we can spend so much time uh, worrying and, 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 and crying and being sad about the door God closes that we can't see the one he opens. Did you hear me? You can be thinking about some loss or some disappointment and you forget the one that God has opened. See, happiness is about trusting God. It's not about Oh, you know, it's God's word, okay? God gives us his word. That's kind of the boundary. And there's things that hinder our happiness because we get outside of the field of faith that God has given us. In other words, that's how it's been. there's things that we ought not to do. There's places we ought not to go. There's books we ought not to read. There's movies we shouldn't hear. There's a there, there's people we shouldn't admire. And that's true. And we need to know that God, he's the one that sets that. Where God draws the line is where we ought to draw it. 
Anyhow, this is if you want to be happy. Now, if you want to be hurt, if you want to get around and just deal with life and just have it happy on way, now, now you go ahead, but I'm going to tell you where it leads to. It's going to lead to bondage and sin and to sadness and to death even. It'll do it. So, so we need to jog ourselves and see our heartbeat faster and thank God that he saved us, he's forgiven us. To know that our sins are forgiven, that Jesus paid it all. I'm going to tell you, that makes me feel really good. I can be a happy man knowing that. Hey, I'm happy to be here today. Are you? I mean, I'm happy to be a preacher. I came here today, I didn't know if I had a job or not. You know, the other night at conference, I didn't even show up. I didn't. I felt so bad. Brother Todd called me. Wondering if his family's all right. About 7.30, I said, sure. What? I don't know what, what he's asking, kind of. He said, well, we just missed you at conference. <laughs> well, I had planned to come. I had a devotional to give. I mean, it broke my heart. And you know, that's what happens. Now you can say, well, that will ruin your person's time. The only reason I'm telling this, I want to show you, there's other examples of this in your life and mine. See, a, a real person that's happy will also have a bent to holiness. You understand that? I mean, happiness and holiness can't be separated. Okay? So, so what happens, God's word is that boundary. God's, word, God's righteousness, his, his power, is, it keeps things out of our life, but he also intends for our lives to stay within the circumference to be happy. I mean, that's what the Bible says. I mean, we don't have to preach this stuff. You can just read it. Happy is everyone that fears God, but also that walketh in his ways. Now, that's God's ways. That's not ours. That's not the culture's. That's not what society says. What does God say? That's why we have so much chaos and mess in our world today because we have forgotten our sinner. And even nature teaches us the importance of a sinner. I mean, the solar system. I mean, you think all this stuff just hangs together? and it has a sinner. It has a sinner that holds it and, and it goes in an orbit. Even a little atom, I understand, as, as small as it is, has, is a sinner. We must have the sinner, and that sinner must be God. And to really be happy, we must be born again. And we need to thank God. Are you happy yet? That's all I want to say. Because you know what? When I was notified I'd missed conference, you know, I'd been told a few hours before what a good sermon I preached. I mean, that's how world is. I mean, you know, you get, you, you get a blessing sometimes. You better watch out, okay? So God will just leave you in a pearl of sweat, you know? So then I realized how doggone sorry I was. That's what happened. I mean, the preacher even not even come to conference. And, and it doesn't matter if I didn't think about it. It was still wrong, okay? And, and so when you look at that happiness as a person, that not doesn't look at yourself and don't see your faults. If you're going to be happy, you're going to see who you are. You're going to have to be honest with God and with everybody else, okay? And you've got to see the dark inclinations. We need to understand how depraved we are apart from God's grace and how capable we all are to sin. That don't you tell me any different. I know you're the best people on the earth, but every person in here can sin. And you can sin deeply. 
and grossly. You can. But we need to see that we can do it. And we need to trust Jesus to keep us from doing it. To believe in his righteousness is not ours. Because if we have to base it on our failures, on our weakness, have no confidence in the flesh, by the way. Have none. But put it in Christ if you want to be happy. So don't let your past faults and problems mar your life to the point you think, well, I can never be happy again. Yes, you can, because that's the power of the resurrection. It is. And what a blessing it is. So, so what I'm saying to you is blessed, happy is the one that fears the Lord. So happiness happens, first of all, when our center, our focus is Jesus. In other words, whatever you're doing in life, and you put your camera of faith up there, and whatever it might be, and, and it goes through Jesus. If you can't see it through Jesus, then you don't fool with it. You got it? Don't fool with it. I mean, the happiest man in this world that's ever walked in flesh was Jesus Christ. Yet, he was called a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. Why is that? Because his focus was God. Though he was God in his humanness, he said, I ever do the will of my Father. His first recorded words, I came to do my Father's business. Now, I'm going to tell you something to make you happy. Did you know that nobody in this world can do what God has called you to do like you can do it? God has given you a purpose. God has given you a time to live on this earth. God has given you that, and he's intended for you to be happy doing it. But things hinder our happiness, don't they? Like sin, but we confess them. That's what we do. I mean, that's what I had to do. Ask for forgiveness. That's what you got to do. You got to bow your heart and keep on going. That's what you got to do. You got to be happy. I mean, it's not just a pout. It's not just to feel pity. You, you just can be happy. That is a powerful testimony that God has given us. And it happens. It does happen. Your feelings will catch up to you even in your sorrow when it's godly sorrow. And you'll be happy when it's all over. Did you know Jesus says in John 16, 20, I believe it is, he says, in your sorrowing, you will find joy. What that means is, the more sorrow we have, we're going to have more happiness. You see, we don't control God's time, but it's coming. That's all I got to tell you. All right, so lastly, let me try to say this other thing before I go. Uh, so focus on God. You got to walk the field of faith. Don't try to get out the boundaries of God's word. If you're going to be happy now, if you want happiness to happen, you stay where God's called you to stay, and his word is pure. His word is full of promises. His laws are gracious and right. And then uh, when we think about... Uh, Happiness happens. And my last point is this. Happiness will find you. So you don't have to look for happiness. You don't. It will find you. Look at Psalm 128. Here's the results God does briefly of what he does when we put him first, center of our lives, and we stay within his field of faith. For thou shalt eat the labor of thine hands. God's going to take care of your finances. 
You hear me? David says, I'm, I'm, I once was young and now I'm old and I've yet to see the righteous forsaken or their seed begging bread. Now God doesn't promise that we can have everything we want, but he does everything we need. We want to make us happy. Are you happy yet? I'm talking about happiness happens. God makes it happen. See, you, you understand this. Whenever you give to the church or whatever and donations or uh, tithes and offerings, that 10%, you know, God can do more of that than, than the 90% that you keep. I mean, that, that God is, is a bountiful blessing God. And then not only that, notice what is happy shalt thou be. Now, that happens. You have a feeling of happiness. Are you happy yet? I don't want you to go out of this morning not being happy. I mean, seriously, I don't. I mean, I have failed this morning if you do. But, but God loves you. God has forgiven you. God has chosen you. And what do you say, preacher? I don't know if he's chosen me or not. Do you, have a, a, you, do you hate sin in your life? Do you feel convicted at times, the guilty when you commit a sin? Then you're one of God's children. Uh, uh, do you like being with God's people, the fellowship of believers? And you might just feel like you're not good enough or they're too good and all that. I mean, that's a part of, of your adjustment that you're going to understand that we are spiritual beings having human experiences. But we're to rejoice in that spirit because I'm going to tell you, you in a, in a favored position. Not only did Mar uh, Moses write a song, the Virgin Mary did too. We could go there and see in Luke where, where she wrote the Magnificat of, of the joy of understanding that she has a Savior. And I'm going to tell you, even John the Baptist leaped in his mother's womb just getting near Jesus or Mary when she was with Jesus. Um, you know what Jesus said. Jesus told his disciples they would come back boasting how much power they had about casting out demons and walking on serpents. And Jesus said, it's all right, you got power to do that. I gave it to you, but look. You be careful about you gloating on that because what you need to rejoice in is that your names are in heaven. Did you know your names are in heaven? And they're written with indelible ink. No matter what you do, no matter what you've done, no matter what people say, it cannot be undone. Are you happy yet? Huh, I mean, I am. I hear you. I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this. We need to understand what God has called us to do. God has called us to be happy. And we need to rejoice in that. And we need to thank God because that's where you find happiness. Not only a feeling God gives us. That's where it comes from. And it shall be well with thee. You know, uh, the thing is, we're so concerned about our feelings in our world today. We live in a society that says, well, let's feel good. I mean, many churches, they're going to be built on the basis, do you feel good? Now, I'm not up here to make you feel good this morning and tell you that everything's going to be all right and you can live any old way and, and God's just lightly taking everything. I'm not, I, I'd be lying to you. But I'm going to tell you what a blessing it is to understand that when we face the facts and look into the reality of things, that we have a Savior. We have a Savior that has paid our sin debt and paid it in full. You know, the angels even rejoice over you or envy over you as well. And, and as, as I close, it says, A feet of happiness, it shall be well with thee. That's happiness. 
Not only that, thy wife shall be as a fruitful vine by the sides of thine house, thy children like olive plants round about the table. It even affects your family. How about that? Behold, that, that thou thus shalt the man be blessed that feareth the Lord. You know, the Lord is a God that wishes fear humbly, sure enough. He is merciful and holy, but he's made us righteous through the blood of his most special, only begotten son, Jesus. I pray the Lord will bless us to think more about our happiness, about our, our fervor, and if we feel like we're not happy, here's the thing I think I'm going to try to do, and I encourage you to, let's look at our, our focus. Let's look at where in our lives are we putting God, okay? Um, because it, it might be that there's a lukewarmness in us, and, and that's not, see, fellowship with God is where we find happiness. And it's sin or, or just attitudes or anything about, that can mess that up. And so what a blessing it is to think about that and, and ask God to help us uh, realize who we are and what he's done for us. And, and it's not a matter of what we got. We're going to be happy with what God has given us. And we can rejoice in that and bless him for it and thank you for it. What a blessing. Thank you for your happiness because I'm going to tell you it's contagious and it's encouraging to see happy people in this sin-cursed world today. It testifies most clearly the power of the blood of Christ and the resurrection. Would you bow with me? Lord, we thank you. We wish we had more time today to talk about happiness. This is, uh, this is the happiest hour of our lives. and Sometimes we don't even take an hour. But anyway, we just know that time means nothing to you. You are eternal, and we pray that we today will resonate, ruminate your word and see the happiness of the bless of being your chosen ones, those sinners we are, and dear Lord, to know that you have given us a happy work to do. Lord, help us not to be lazy or to doubt what you have done for us and to us and rejoice because of whose we are. We're yours, the God of Jeshurun, the God that can do all things. We thank you, Lord, that you can bring beauty out of ashes. We thank you, Lord, that nothing's too hard for you. You can even turn our sorrow into happiness and joy. We look forward to it, Heavenly Father, and we bless your holy name. For it's in the name of Jesus, the happiest man that's ever been, the precious Savior, Thank you for him. In his name makes us happy. Amen.